I would like to start this off on a, on a bizarre note. I've been suffering uh, with a problem the last couple of days that I would like your thoughts and prayers for. My cat has been stuck on the neighbor's roof now for two days. Now, the cat is having this horrific problem that it cannot navigate a drop of about, I don't know, 20 inches? So he decided he cannot go anywhere, so he's stuck there meowing, keeping the whole neighborhood up for two days. So I asked ChatGPT what I should do about it, and it actually came up with a list of very sensible recommendations, which I have followed, and then added, added up some original ones of my own. Now, the cat is still there. Now, what does that tell us about the capacity of AI to solve our problems? <laughs> what I'm here to actually talk about, apart from the, the problems with my cat, and I will make sure I will update everybody through my Twitter account as to when the, the cat eventually comes down or I have a heart attack from worrying so much. Now, what I'm here to talk about links up with what our student colleagues were saying earlier, which is employability and what the evolution of AI means for ourselves and our jobs and our students and our graduates. So I was thinking of, um, of a mundane way to present this. So I came up with the idea of the four W's. I am now demonstrating a W, just in case anybody needs any assistance with that. So the four W's, who, why, when, and what. We're talking about lawyers, because you will remember I work in a law school. Who needs a lawyer when ChatGPT can write all this stuff? Why should we hire juniors when AI can do their jobs? When will AI take our jobs away from us? And the fourth W, what are we going to do about it all? Now, you will be pleased to know that I've got no answers to any of those questions, but I can actually present what the questions are. First of all, if we're talking about lawyers in legal education, now, who needs a lawyer when ChatGPT can do all this work for you? Surely you've heard all these stories about people using ChatGPT to overturn their parking fines or get themselves out of council things or uh, write uh, planning permission applications. There was a story recently about somebody doing an entire uh, presentation for court and writing all the court documentation using ChatGPT. And they got caught out by the judge because actually they didn't notice that ChatGPT creates the references <laughs> Uh, as, uh, as well as everything else. So people are using what you would hire a lawyer for. They're using AI to do this. Um, you've also got a lot of stories about chat GPT sitting law exams and passing. You've got all these stories about uh, chat GPT writing law exams. Don't tell, any, don't tell anybody, but I'm using chat GPT to write my multiple choice questions. Okay. Um, so if there's an impression that AI is producing all the legal paperwork, then what are we going to need people with a specialist assistance for? So surely there's something to be said about concerns that we have about the AI affecting the jobs market. Now, we're moving on. So this is, you know, who needs a lawyer? Uh, I don't know, because AI seems to be doing quite a lot of that stuff effectively. The second W, which was why hire people in junior positions when AI can do their work. So never mind the complex paperwork. If we're talking about mundane, everyday stuff, this is the entry-level jobs, the entry-level stuff that we used to hire people for. So this is what our graduates were going on to do after they left uni at the end of the academic year. But if AI can do the mundane stuff, 
we don't need people in junior positions anymore and we won't hire them. But if we don't hire people as juniors, how are they going to become senior? So if we don't need them for the everyday mundane paperwork, how are people going to build up the skills and the capacity? How are they going to learn on the job? There are certain positions, law famously is one of them, that you apparently spend three years at uni in which you learn nothing of significance and then you go on to a law firm when they teach you how stuff work and then you learn how to do things. So if the law firms stop being available or they stop hiring juniors, how are the people with a higher level of skills going to turn up? So there's a real danger, I think, that um, AI will destroy the graduate job market and create a very significant challenge for the people that pay our salaries because if there's no more graduate jobs market, maybe there's no point in being a graduate. Which brings us to the next W, which is when will all this happen? When will AI come around and take our jobs? Well, I think it already has. For instance, what's the last time that you hired somebody to do a translation of a document? Who needs a document translator? Because you can feed this into Google or to an AI tool and you can get your translation. Actually, I've got a tip for you. You everybody has used Google Translate, right? Where you put, you select the language on one box and then you've got the output language on the other thing. Did you notice that it can talk for you, that you can ask it to read stuff out? What I discovered recently is that you can ask it to read stuff out in a different accent depending on the language that you chose. So you can write something in English and then ask it to narrate with a Greek accent, which is so you can make everything sound like me. Now, I think AI has already taken our jobs. There's a great degree of things that we would need to hire somebody or we would need a specialist or we would need to do a great deal of research that we don't have to do anymore. And when it comes to academics and security for our jobs, do we still need universities and do we still need academics to offer structured tuition where so many things can be found online, so many things can be done by tools. Well, the unfortunate answer to this is that uh, probably we don't, right? Maybe we can learn a lot of things by just watching YouTube uh, channels. I mean, I contribute to this. I've got a YouTube channel when I'm teaching people how to do stuff for free. And it works very well. If anything, more people learn stuff through my YouTube channel than they learn through my uh, actual experiences at uni. Um, of course, YouTube will not give you a certificate at the end, but if the jobs market has already been taken away, then what you need your degree for? So what's the outcome of, of this depressing presentation? The final W is what are we going to do about it all? I think the initial reaction of everybody was, this is bad, this is a danger, we have to ban it. We have to somehow stop this. And I think this came out in some of the presentations we had today well, where the, the concern about AI being used for cheating, for plagiarism and all of that stuff is something that really, really bothers people. I've got a suggestion for you. We should do nothing. I think this is going to be so significant and it's such a fundamental evolution in the way that we work and we understand the world that resistance is futile. If anything, 
if we try to resist, we try to prevent our students from using AI, uh, we try not to integrate it into our teaching and sort of distance ourselves from it, we are doing our students a massive disservice because the world that they're going to walk out into is going to be dominated by these tools. And I think there are two solutions to the employability problem. Either we produce graduates that are actually cheaper than the AI tools, so they get hired because they can do stuff uh, without costing as much as a subscription to ChatGPT, which really leads to really poor employment prospects, or we make sure that our graduates have got an elevated level of skill so they're still worth employing and doing something valuable and they're better than the AI. But for them to be better than the AI, they need to be able to do stuff at a higher level knowing how to utilize these tools. So my suggestion is to realize the challenge that this creates, but try to use it, not try to fight it. It is not going to be, and you know, I, I think this illustration works. Many people think that the AI tools are like using a typewriter to using word processor on your computer. It isn't this. The difference is going to be from some sort of medieval monk handwriting a Bible to now a computer doing things. So we're talking about not 50 years of evolution, we're talking about 500 years of evolution that is coming to hit us all at once. So in order to allow our students to come out in the market and have a space and still have a place in a market, then we need to be able to prepare them for all of this. Now, wonderfully, of course, I don't know how to do this, but I'm guessing if we recognize the challenge, then we set ourselves on a way to find some solutions and some of the earlier wonderful presentations today, I think, provided some wonderful ideas as to how to approach this problem. That's it for me. Or if anybody has got any suggestions as to how to get cats down from roofs, I would be more than happy to listen.